This is your Patriot Podcaster asking the question, Is the Fed about to quit printing money? Yes, that is the question. Is the Fed about to quit printing money? Now, we have this headline from Infowars.com, and I've seen it circulating around a bit online. And it says, quote, In an announcement to customers who might like to get new bills to give us Christmas gifts, a California credit union explains that the Federal Reserve will not be printing new paper currency. Now, this comes in light of the fact that there's already been a stoppage on creating coins. And we have to ask ourselves, what is going on with the Fed and the physical printing of money? We know that they have made lots and lots of electronic money with the recent COVID care packages passed by Congress. But the question has become, is the Fed going to quit printing paper money? Well, first off, let's take a look at what exactly is involved in the money printing and who is in charge of that. If we go to DeanClancy.com, there's a good article there from August 5th, 2014 titled, The Constitution's Seven Money Clauses. And that gives us a place to start with this whole question of the Fed and money printing and what it means to you, your life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. It begins by saying, Four of the clauses included in the word money, three include the word coin, and two include the word dollars. And then below it says the seven money clauses. Number one, Congress shall have power to borrow money on the credit of the United States. Congress shall have power to borrow money on the credit of the United States. Well, we know they certainly have exercised that power a lot. Number two, Congress shall have power to coin money, regulate the value thereof, and of foreign coin, and fix the standard of weights and measures. Now this goes clear back to the Revolutionary War before, when the United States, along with most countries, was using uh, the uh, Spanish pieces of eight silver coin as a standard uh, uh, issue of currency. So your money was worth something. Money meant silver or gold. So there was intrinsic value in the money itself. That that creates a completely different environment in which we live in today. Because if you have a limited supply of money, then of course the government has limited powers. Limited powers to do things like wage war or create social programs. Number three, Congress shall have power to provide for the punishment of counterfeiting the securities and current coin of the United States. No money shall be drawn from the Treasury, but in consequence of appropriations. Number five, the migration or importation of such persons as any of the states now existing shall think proper to admit shall not be prohibited by the Congress prior to the year 1808, but a tax or duty may be imposed on such importation, not exceeding $10 for each person. Now that probably refers to the slave trade, unfortunately. They were even then, see, they were trying to uh, prohibit the import of people uh, to be indentured servants or slaves. Number six, no state shall coin money, emit bills of credit, or make anything but gold and silver coin a tender and payment of debts. In other words, the states weren't going to be allowed to borrow in gold 
and silver and then repay those payments and paper. That's what had been going on under the monarchy with England. And it was just a way to um, seize assets, really. It had, been a, it had been a huge issue with the colonists prior to the revolution because they were taxed and they had to pay those taxes in silver. But if they were uh, to receive a compensation from the crown, it would be paid back in paper. Number seven. In suits at common law, where the value in the controversy shall exceed $20, the right of trial by jury shall be preserved. So you see they associate the value of property with whether or not a person gets a, a jury trial. Money was a big thing to these guys. It's a big thing today. One of the things that was important to people, our ancestors, uh, just after the Revolutionary War, was that money held its value. That money was made from uh, gold or silver, that it had intrinsic value. They looked at money as a real thing. Now today, money is frequently viewed differently. In fact, what uh, most of us think of as money, such as paper money, is could be better described as currency. It merely represents something of value. And when you've made the leap from gold and silver to paper that represents that gold and silver, it's not a, much of a leap to go ahead and make the leap to electronic currency. Most of us understand the concept of Bitcoin today, or at least have an idea of how it works. Uh, with with certain cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin having a total uh, limited supply, I believe, of around 21 million units, a lot of those probably aren't ever going to be redeemed simply because the codes to those coins have been lost. But the notion has taken root how we can actually have an electronic uh, Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, whatever you want to call it, represent value. Bitcoins that were maybe selling for pennies 10 years ago are going for $10,000 and more apiece today. Well, you can't let an opportunity like that slide by if you are the Federal Reserve. So here we see another transition. Now, just at the time that the Federal Reserve comes out and tells us that they haven't been able to uh, coin uh, metal coins because of the COVID crisis, just at the time when this report comes out that the Federal Reserve may be at least temporarily suspending the printing of paper currency. We'll have to see how that turns out. We find out that the U.S. Federal Reserve is working on their own digital dollar. Now, this article comes from Bitcoin.com, and the title says, U.S. Federal Reserve actively working on digital dollar. And the article is by Kevin Helms, and it came out September 26, 2020. Now, this notion of money, whether it's silver, whether it's gold, whether it's paper currency, or whether it's an electronic currency, is the kind of thing that can have a huge impact on every single person's life, liberty, and their pursuit of happiness. If you're dealing with electronic currency, there is an enormous possibility that you can lose anonymity. Suddenly, the government will know where every single penny you spend goes. Some people are comfortable with that, some people not so comfortable. Maybe for convenience, for privacy reasons, whatever. But this is a huge development. And what we as Americans consider money, and it's something that really does deserve some discussion and debate. 
Now, the article begins, it says, the Federal Reserve Board of Governors and several Federal Reserve banks are actively working on the digital dollar. Legislation has proposed that each American could have an account at the Fed for transacting in central bank digital currency. Now, you might remember just a few years ago when uh, the Bitcoin value exploded, there was an awful lot of negativity that came out of the big banks and even the Federal Reserve, about Bitcoin. they I think a lot of them saw it as a challenge to the Federal Reserve currency. But now we're seeing that they have found that it's so easy to use uh, electronic uh, cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, or Ethereum, whatever. They see the convenience there. They see the store of value there. And even though maybe they're not happy about the people, about uh, individuals within a given country being able to transfer their cash... The opportunity is just too big to pass up. Several digital dollar initiatives. It says the president of the Federal Reserve Bank of Cleveland, Loretta J. Mester, outlined the Fed's work on the country's central bank digital currency, CBDC, during a speech at the 20th anniversary Chicago Payments Symposium on Wednesday, noting that the experience with the emergency payments led by the coronavirus pandemic has accelerated the work in this area. Legislation has proposed that each American has an account at the Fed in which digital dollars could be deposited as liabilities of the Federal Reserve Banks, which could be used for emergency payments. She added that other proposals would create a new payments instrument, digital cash, which would be just like the physical currency issued by central banks today, but in a digital form, and potentially without the anonymity of physical currency. Did you hear that? Without the anonymity of physical currency. So in other words, if you're a poor working class uh, American, or not so poor, when you get that $1,200 check okay, from the treasury, before you could go to your local credit union, your local bank, and you could draw out 12 beautiful, crisp, $100 bills, and you could take those and spend them on things, whatever you liked. Maybe things that weren't approved for by the federal government. Or maybe things that you didn't want other people to know about. Maybe you like to go to the casino and you don't want your wife to know where the money's going at. Maybe uh, you want to go out to the bar or whatever. You had that right. The money's in your pocket. You could spend it where you want. And if you wanted to spend it on things that weren't legal, you could do that too. If you were willing to take the risk of going to prison. Now what's happened here is once they get the digital federal dollars, the Fed dollars as they call them, in place, there'll be no more anonymity. No more working that second job without paying taxes because everything will be tracked and traced. And that's what COVID's done. It's given the government, the feds, whoever, a very close look and a more complete understanding of how complacent and how compliant people are. It says, she goes on, she further confirmed that the Federal Reserve has been researching issues raised by the central bank digital currency for some time. Okay, this goes way back to the COVID. That tells you that they've been waiting for something like this to happen where they can go ahead and install their plan. Take away your privacy to use your money as you see fit.
emphasizing that various Federal Reserve banks are part of initiatives to explore the use of a central bank digital currency. The Federal Reserve Board of Governors has a technology lab called Tech Lab that has been building platforms and testing a range of technologies relevant to digital currencies and other payment innovations. Staff members from several Federal Reserve banks, including software developers, are contributing to this effort. Given the dollar's important role, it is essential that the Federal Reserve remain on the frontier of research and policy development regarding central bank digital currencies, Federal Reserve Board Governor Lael Brainerd previously commented. As for the individual Federal Reserve banks, Mester highlighted that the Federal Reserve Bank of Boston is collaborating with Massachusetts Institute of Technology to experiment with existing and new technologies that could be used for a digital dollar. This multi-year initiative was launched in August. Well, if you believe that it was launched in August, I've got some swampland in Florida to sell you. The Federal Reserve Bank of New York has established an innovative center in partnership with the Bank for International Settlements to identify critical trends in financial technology relevant to central banks. Mester also stressed the need to evaluate potential risk, cost, benefits, and policy issues surrounding a digital dollar, such as financial stability, market structure, security, privacy, and monetary policy. She emphasized that the demand and uses of the CBDC must be assessed to ascertain whether such a central bank digital currency would allow for quicker and more ubiquitous payments in times of emergency and more generally. In other words, can we cut the small banks and credit unions out of the next payment disbursement? They would really like to just send you a card or a code, an app on your phone, and when the next $1,200 comes around, you can't withdraw it. You'll just use it off whatever application they set up for you. It's complete control over the money supply, out of your pocket, into the Fed. Now, if that's something you're happy with, that's great. But we have to ask ourselves, as I've said, how does this affect your life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? Those are things that are talked about in our Founding Fathers documents. Those are the things that were important to our Founding Fathers when they fought and shed blood for this country. Life liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The pursuit of happiness for a lot of people means to have control over your own money. It goes on, it says, Meanwhile, a number of central banks worldwide have been accelerating their CBDC research in response to the Libra cryptocurrency project proposed by social media giant Facebook and soon to be launched China's digital yuan, which is already being tested in several major cities, including Beijing and Hong Kong. Now, there you see it. If you know anything about uh, the development and uh, evolution of Bitcoin and all the other cryptocurrencies, it's all about decentralization. It's all about personal freedom. It's about pursuing your own happiness through the control of your own wealth we can see the exact polar opposite, at least in my opinion, by these central banks trying to use electronic currency as a means to control, track 
trace and control every penny you spend. Exactly the opposite of what the founders of most of these cryptocurrencies had in mind. This leaves us with a major area open for debate. It's something, if you are a person who's attracted to the notion of liberty, life, and the pursuit of happiness, you have to ask yourself, where do I store my assets? Where's the safest place for me to store my wealth? Is it in gold, silver, Bitcoin, some other cryptocurrency? Am I going to roll the dash with roll the dice with cash? Am I going to roll the dice with the Fed coin? These are all things that you need to be thinking about happening down the line in the future because this is what's headed our way. What's headed our way is this collision course with freedom, pursuit of happiness and prosperity that people have used uh, hard metal and recently electro uh, ele electronic currency for. That, that whole system is colliding. That real anonymous money is now set to collide with a money issued by the Federal Reserve and the world's central banks that is no longer, that is no longer uh, anonymous. If it's not anonymous, is it fungible? Can we really spend the stuff if we're being tracked every time we spend it? That's what's important here. So the question today is, is the new electronic Fed dollar something you're interested in? Will it improve your life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? Or are you like a lot of us, sticking with the old way? Until next time, this is your Patriot Podcaster.